Yes. So, uh, as for the original Superman series, if you don't want to watch all of them, I would just recommend like go to Wikipedia. They always have like lists of episodes. Yeah. And just just watch all the ones with Darkseid in them. <laughs> Those are right. far and away better than the other ones. There's a couple Darkseid two-parters. In fact, I think the series ends on a Darkseid two-parter, and one of the previous seasons also did. Those are good. When Darkseid. There's there's a two part where Darkseid invades the Earth, and there's another one where Darkseid um, enslaves Superman and turns him bad, and those are pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I think those those always hit the top ten. I would always also recommend uh, Mitzelplik, starring um, uh, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Iago the parrot, the Affleck duck, Gilbert uh, Gottfried. Uh, yeah, Gilbert Gottfried is as Mr. Plick, and then there's uh, the Parasite episode. I think is pretty good. Like the Parasite, just a cool villain. And um, oh, and and, and a... uh, when Lobo shows up. Oh yeah, I already watched. Yeah, there. Were, well, unless there's more, uh, there was like two or so episodes with him. Yeah, I watched those already. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he shows up a couple times. There's one with like the collector or something, and he's like yeah. kind of facing that was Superman. that one already happened. Yeah, that was a fun one. Okay. There was there was a I don't know if it was a good episode, but it was like I was like kudos to you, my friend, for figuring it out. This guy this guy uh, figures out that if he just like shoots Superman in the eyeballs with lasers point blank, he can like do some damage. Oh yeah, the first <laughs> the first episode of the whole series, there was like he was in a oh, robot. Really? He was in like a robot mecha suit, I think. He shot mm-hmm. him right in the eyes, and Superman was kind of like blinded for like a minute. So. I thought there was more to it. Like he was kind of blind for the whole for most of the episode. Oh, Batman was blind for an episode, and, and I remember two, that. that. Yeah, was like crazy. two two kids had to help him like fight the penguin. Yeah, that's right. And then there was that episode where he was put in the booby traps with Talia, and he's like, "I'm gonna get out of this with just my ears." <laughs> I love that, Aaron. That you love the gummy bears because I I think it still holds up. In fact, some of my favorite cartoon villains of all time is Duke Eggthorn and his little sidekick Toad. Yeah. Warren. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I'm disappointed. I don't think they've released it. Uh, there are all those. Oh, gargoyles was another one that's amazing, and yes. I'm excited because they finally they the all these Disney shows they never fully released them on DVD. It pissed me off so much. I would start to buy Ducktales, Chippendales, Gummy Bears. They'd release like one half to two thirds of it, and then they would be like, "Screw this! Nobody wants to buy this stuff. We're just not going to bother." Um, and, and they would never release the rest of it. And um, finally, Gargoyles, they actually just put on YouTube. So now you can just go watch full episodes on YouTube. And I hear um, they had, like, season one and season two part one available, and I had those on DVD and watched them. So now I'm going to go watch the rest of season two. Season three, I hear, is not really up to snuff. They kind of changed the animation team, didn't do as good a job. So uh, yeah, I'm going to go watch that. that. Was... But but Gummy Bears, I don't know if they've ever re- released all of that because I watched what I could um, – and it was a lot of fun like yeah it, it definitely held up uh when we got he-man and watched that you know it was that was from when Ooh. i was younger and i was like oh yeah this is gonna be awesome just like all these other shows and we watched the first few episodes and i was just so disappointed <laughs> but then i realized <laughs> but then i realized you know what uh, no this is awesome in its own way like just how campy it is and so we would watch it just for that and basically figuring out I, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but there would just be all this innuendo throughout the whole series. <laughs> so it was like we would just catch the crappy animation, 
the cheesiness and campiness and the possibly intentional or really awkward accidental innuendo throughout and it was that just made it you know all the more you know entertaining so i i love the weird awkward way they animated people running they had like their their two hands were balled up in fists near their crotch and they would kind of scoot down and they'd do this weird like <laughs> shuffle every time they went to run they'd be like ah, ah, ah. yeah like they were- if it- <laughs> If they went like diagonally from the top of the corner down to the bottom of the, of the television, if they just ran straight across, that looked fine. But whenever they did that, it was this weird, awkward shuffle. Yeah, it reminded me of uh, the lady from Seinfeld that Elaine worked with that always looked like she was carrying luggage <laughs> with, her, with her arms straight down when she would just like walk real power walk with her arms straight down, her, her uh, fist balled up. But yeah, her, their animation was always awkward, and, and just the awkward innuendo, there was one episode where He-Man was uh, riding Battle Cat to go uh, investigate this area, and like, I, I think there was this waterfall or river that was kind of dried up and when they showed up they're like oh this doesn't look good i feel the bony finger of skeletor battle cat <laughs> and i was just like what did you just say <laughs> is he giving you a prostate exam is that what you're what is this oh, man. and then they, and then one of the bad guys well, i guess he turned turned good guy but he was a bad guy and the first time they met him was named fisto oh, oh yeah. yeah and he fisto. just had the big fist <laughs> i was Huge. just like what we yeah, that was one of my uh, we had almost all the toys and that was one of my favorite toys. Yeah. He just like because he, he looked his action figure was more muscular than He Man, and he had the big yeah. sex fist. So I figured <laughs> he was just more badass than He Man, I guess. And and his evil ne- nemesis was basically like like a Chin- like an evil Chinese version of himself, but he had like this golden karate chop hand that that had like, it, it but it wasn't like straight up like like 90 degree karate chop style it was kind of like this weird cupping uh hand that he had built for himself yeah because you could you could turn it sideways and he would totally like pat you on the ass with it instead of like karate (laughs) chopping you he'd be like oh yeah good game good game (laughs) yeah his name was jitsu yeah (laughs) they're like let's just chop the nin part off we'll just call him jitsu perfect yeah, oh, yeah. I bought the uh, the He-Man, the, the Greatest Hits DVD. So it was like the 10 best episodes as chosen by the fans. And I was like, holy shit, I'm glad I didn't watch the 10 worst ones. It was kind of deflating, but you're right. It's it's just kind of fun to watch as a, you know, to kind of laugh about it. Yeah, but, I watched the whole series. Uh, but whenever I first got disappointed, I was like, well, maybe I'll just pick what you got. I was thinking of maybe picking that up and just watching mm-hmm. those. But then I, I started really getting into it just because of how cheesy it was. It was a nice break from watching the other uh, actual entertaining or, or good shows. Yeah, um, Wait, I, 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 got a, I got a game for you guys. Pick, pick the worst episode of something you like. And compared to the best episode of something that you do not like, like we're talking about these Disney afternoon shows, and it really made me feel like, like yeah, the wor- uh, or what did I say? The best episode of Gummy Bears is better than, excuse me, the worst episode of Gummy Bears is better than the best episode of Darkwing Duck. Hmm. Darkwing Duck was such a disappointment, and for me, it was like there were a couple of like okay episodes, maybe villains, but like. Overall, it was just like, Darkwing Duck with your fucking gas gun. Give me a break, man. Well, that's why I actually gave up on Darkwing Duck. I watched like three episodes, and I was like, oh, it was a disappointment to me. So I just watched, uh, you know, went back to some other shows (laughs) instead. And uh, if if it's too much of a disappointment or it's uh, it's tainting my memory of it, I might just give it up. Oh, man. I I would have to say, like, as soon as you said worst episode of a show you liked, and, and Aaron was talking about Gargoyles, um, 
the worst episode of Gargoyles, and and I'll have to and I'll have to pose this question to you, what, what you guys think about this, was uh you know the the human cop was her name like Elisa, yes. yeah, Elisa Maza, yeah. Well, there's an episode where she gets turned into a gargoyle. Mm. So oh she yeah. Had, so she ends up as a gargoyle, which is it was it was pretty it was pretty stupid. But did you think? And let's pretend that one episode didn't happen. Did you think as the series progressed, she wanted to bone Goliath? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Like she I wanted, do. she wanted, the, she was like, "We need to have sex right as the sun comes up, so you get super hard, <laughs> <laughs> and we got to really enjoy it for like those ten seconds." <laughs> like I feel like uh, that that episode. Now that you mentioned it, see, I usually don't. I usually find some good in everything I watch. Uh, so I usually don't have like, "Oh, that was the worst one" or the, my least favorite one. But that now that you mention it, that one was. It left a bad taste in my mouth because at that point it did feel like, you know, there's this romance and it was just kind of awkward. And then that happened and I was like, oh, great. It's just like when Tinkerbell and Hook like turns big so that she can bone Peter Pan. <laughs> it's like now I can turn into a gargoyle so we can finally make love. And it, it felt like uh, it was reaching out to all those furries. Oh, yeah. They're, they're gargoyles. So I don't know. It's like scalies or I don't know. But yeah, basically the whole <laughs> the whole furry uh, uh kind of attitude is what it kind of lent myself uh, to when I was watching it where it's like oh this girl fantasizing about this big strong gargoyle is like oh I wish I was a gargoyle it's kind of like the little mermaid of uh of like gothic <laughs> the yeah. gothic version of little mermaid <laughs> yeah it, it grossed me out because the whole time you start to think that she really wants to bang this gargoyle and then when she finally turns into one she's like woohoo green light baby and she's like let's get it out <laughs> and, and it was just like oh this is uncomfortable i think we're gonna turn the i'm gonna just turn the tv off for 20 minutes until aladdin comes on Word. <laughs> well, very superior series uh but dude there wasn't there was even an episode where goliath gets turned into a human oh, oh and it's just as bad and it's like why you took away like the one thing that, that we watch this show every single day for. Well, now, Lon, let me ask you then. When he turns human, he's a black guy, right? No, he was white. It oh, was weird. that's uh, terrible. What What did the voice actor think about that? I I don't know. Probably the same thing that James Earl Jones thought when they took off Vader's mask. Oh, talk about terrible. How could Goliath not be a black guy when he's, when he's human form? I know. And it's like he's one of the most recognized black voice actors in the business, people. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Plus, he was in uh, that Roddy Piper movie. And the Walmart movie with Natalie Portman at her lowest point. Wait, well, what, what's the Roddy Piper movie? It's um, They they Live? or Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. He goes out like a punk in the worst way possible. He, gets, he lives through the entire movie with Roddy Piper, and at the very last second, they're getting onto the roof to get the helicopter, and that one chick betrays him, and he's he's like Roddy, you go first. And the chick just pulls the gun to his head and just blows him away. And I it's, damn, it's so sad. It's not spoilers. Fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just I just remember for the for the terror. I don't know if it's terrible or good or so bad that it's good. The fight between him and Roddy Piper, where they're like punching each other and like punching each other onto the ground. Then they're on the ground. They're punching each other on the ground and just kind of hanging out and like. Ugh, ugh. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Well, no, that's that fight scene is the one that they parody in Family Guy, I think, right? Is it, oh, South Park was the it, cripple fight. Yeah, yeah, South Park. Oh, yeah, fight. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, it, but I was at the time, I was just like, this is like supposed to be like the highlight of this movie, you know, or like the buddy cop movie where the guys finally fight and get all that tension out of them, you know. But it, instead, it was just like it was just awkward. Oh, by the way, but it, but it was probably like a real fight. 
I have to give you a quick Oscars update because we're watching the Oscars on mute as this is going on. First of all, Jared Leto won Best Supporting Actor. And his speech went on for five minutes, so you know it has to be a super <laughs> douchey speech. Like, that guy, I mean, he's got, like, super long hair. And he's like, oh, it was tough getting skinny and playing a woman. Uh, but, I mean, that guy, you just can't take him seriously. So if he talked for five minutes, I'm glad I had him mute. And then now Pharrell is singing his happy song. And he went down into the first row. And he went by all the actors and actresses to see who would jump up and dance with him. And the, the woman who's nominated for 12 Years a Slave, she got up and started dancing. And this other woman got, went uh, started dancing. And then he walked by Christian Bale, and he gave him this fuck-off stare. <laughs> <laughs> like, move on. Move on, Pharrell. <laughs> so and then Pharrell, like, scooted right back up on stage. Oh, man. See, I think if he, if he had gone, like, a little bit closer to Christian Bale, he would have, like, ate his hat. That, mm-hmm. like, gigantic fedora he's always wearing. He is. Pharrell is wearing another one of those weird hats right now, so... It's just that hat. What do they call it? Like hat gate or something. He looked like like Dudley Do Right at the Grammys. (laughs) That's a good. And no, and like nobody mentioned his hat. Like everybody the next day, it's just like so he just wore it, and like nobody like made a joke or said like what what the hell what are you doing? (laughs) But yeah, I was like okay, if it was a little smaller and actually sat on his head correctly, it'd be like oh interesting fashion statement. But the way it like sat up on top of his head and was a little big, it looked like a fucking cartoon hat. Like he was Dudley Do Right up there on stage and. I, is that the new fashion statement? Because I haven't seen it anywhere else. I don't know. He just wore it again, but this that one was brown, and this one he wore a black one. So maybe he cut a deal with his hat maker, and he's like, I want 50%. <laughs> he's like, you know how 50% did with vitamin water? Like Pharrell's like, I want 50% of your hat business, and I will wear it on all the award shows. <laughs> no, man. Uh, I, I think like it's on his album cover. You know, It's definitely in his music video. He's, You know, it's like the Miley Cyrus tongue hanging out. It's like Pharrell's hat. Uh, well, yeah, Miley, Miley Cyrus's tongue is like a defense mechanism because she knows she's just awkward and weird. <laughs> Did you see her dad's, uh, like her dad <sighs> remixed his old song? Oh, it's, God. Dad. It's really bad. They took like the beat from the Harlem Shake and yeah, some rappers in there. It's it's really, it's I don't know who signed off on it. It was very ridiculous. Oh, so, so I was thinking... Um, so get, we're just gonna like reverse gears back to Zach Cooper, back to the Pikachu sixty four. Okay, uh, Aaron, what are your top five or even like top N sixty four games of all time? Oh God! So the N sixty four is actually the first system I bought with my own money, like in middle school, because mm. NES. Uh, my parents got probably at like a yard sale and we would buy like used games some awesome games had Zelda and uh, Crystalis which is a big underrated gem Contra and all those uh, Mario some great games uh, I had as a kid SNES I actually got for free because my aunt won it in a Pizza Hut scratch off and she, <laughs> yes! was like, she was like 17 or something at the time so you know this was like early 90s 17 year old girl she didn't want an SNES but her oldest brother my dad had kids and so I was like 8 at the time or whatever and she brought it over and was like took me by surprise one night i hear a knock on the door and my dad goes and opens it i'm sure they knew she was coming and she's like hey brand new box snes mario kart and super mario world and i was just Damn. like holy shit and, <laughs> and they're like you plug it in and show us how it's done and i was like hell yeah i will and so i just sat there playing mario kart and then awesome oh that was that was probably like the best night of my life when i was a kid um so then, uh, you know, my parents uh, never really bought me too many video games or would pay, especially for a console. So, like, 7th, uh, 8th grade was coming up, and 
uh, all my friends were getting N64s, and like the four-player controls were really uh, enticing. So I definitely wanted one of those. So I uh, saved up and bought one for like 200 bucks. Got like Mario, um, GoldenEye. I ended up getting, I think, uh, Donkey Kong 64, Rogue Squadron, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. Um, those are the ones I think I had for the most part as a kid, but then of course now I have a lot more. I'd say, uh, I can't say for certain what my top five are, but I'm going to say some that just stick out in my mind. Um, mm. I think N64 had a lot of great racing games, um, and I'd say two of them uh, stand out enough that I always talk about them. One is Beetle Adventure Racing. is fucking awesome arcade game. Um, like, I, I, I used to play Rush and all those games on the N64 back in the day where you're, like, doing crazy-ass loop-de-loops and flips and shit, but then uh, you wouldn't think that the, uh, at the time when the N64 came out, they came out with the new Beatles, which were just basically the big uh, balls, basically just big, round, goofy, girly cars. Um, and then they made a racing game out of it, and normally as, like, a preteen teenage boy, I'm like, what the hell? Like, who's going to play with those girly cars? But one of my friends <laughs> had it, and we played it, and it actually has, like, shit explosions and ramps and things breaking and crashing through walls and uh going over like nos boost and you basically fuck up your your you know the other bad guys and um just all sorts of shortcuts and just awesome tracks and shit so uh just the feeling when i'm driving and then the handling and everything is great too so of course it's just a great racing game in general and then all the uh the great tracks and the arcade uh parts are awesome um diddy kong racing is uh kind of blew me away because after playing mario kart 64 i think mario kart 64 is probably the weakest of the mario karts that i've played in my opinion Uh, i like the super nintendo one better and i like uh like gamecube and on i I like a lot of those better mario kart 64 at the time was awesome but then going back and playing it now i feel like it is the weakest so um but when i played as a kid Diddy Kong Racing, like, blew me away. Uh, like, it had that overworld and that racist Indian genie. I mean, the genie wasn't racist, but <laughs> Nintendo was racist. This <laughs> is kind of this stereotype. Uh, Which racetrack do you want to go to next? Um, <laughs> but uh, you, you, you kind of have that overworld, and you go in, and you have, like, I, I think that might have been the first time I met Conquer. Like, it's kind of weird to see Conquer, <laughs> like a kid's racing right. game. Um, but, yeah, it, I mean, it was basically like Mario Kart, but you had planes and you had hovercrafts, too. So you had levels where you could fly, levels where you're on water. Um, and so it, was, it kind of took the Mario Kart 64 and, like, upped it a notch. Um, I'd say... And, and it, took, it took, like, 10, 15 years, but now Mario Kart is finally doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And hang gliders and all that other stuff now. So, uh... So finally, uh, Nintendo's catching up, even though Diddy Kong Racing was a, a first-party game. Or no, it was rare, I guess, but it was a Nintendo character, so... Right. Uh, um, did, you, did you ever play uh, F-Zero on the uh, N64? I didn't. I didn't get into that until uh, GameCube, and, and uh, never played it too much. But uh, I played a little bit on the uh, SNES um, once I started collecting games again. Uh, Word. But yeah, after those two racing games always stick out... Uh, I'd say, other than that, I mean, Nintendo is definitely known for the um, the platformers, the rare platformers back in the day. Uh, mm-hmm. All the Banjo, Kazooie, Banjo Tooie, Conquer, um, and DK64. I, are there any other rare ones? But then, of course, you have like the Mario 64. All those great platformers. I'd say Conquer just stands out to me because um, of all the pop pop culture references and just uh, uh, level variety. I've, I've played all of those, but. Um, uh, Conquer just uh, sticks out in my head, and I'm glad I have it now that it like costs a hundred bucks. <laughs> oh sure, did um, yeah. I thought it was ridiculous when they re-released it and then they censored it uh, on the Xbox. For, yeah, 
See, I, I own that. I haven't played it uh, yet because I played the original, but they censored just like the language or other stuff. Yeah, like like my favorite part. My favorite part of Conquerors is the Great Mighty Pooh. Yeah, right. But they censor his song in so many different places. Like they censor, I don't know, like twat, and then uh, just like a couple of the things that are just like really. But uh, you didn't censor that the first time around. Why now on this adult console? Would yeah, you put that in. It's weird because uh, yeah, the original is on the N sixty four Nintendo, which is like uh, notorious for making things child friendly and kitty and and then you re-release it on the xbox which is the hey your mom's a faggot uh console like, <laughs> you know? and they're like hold up these kids they you know they can't handle this sort of language so <laughs> it's kind of weird yeah exactly it was like why why didn't you just make this the greatest the greatest version possible like like when they released that uh, nobody cares but when they re-released rhapsody a musical adventure on the on the ds um, they they didn't include the English language songs, and it, Rhapsody Music Adventure is like this obscure PlayStation RPG that is like it's this little girls game. It's this like a strategy RPG made by NIS, um, where they attack with musical instruments, right? Yes, it's, and, the Eternal and, Sonata is part of that series too. Yes, it's this long running thing. And it's like one of a long long string of games that made it over to the states. Uh, and it had these, uh, these amazingly cheesy musical numbers, and I love it. But then when they re-released it, they were like, nope, sorry guys, we couldn't get, I don't know what, the Canadian voice actors to sign off on it, so they just have the Japanese uh, uh, musical numbers. I'm like, fucking hey, just make it the best game possible. What's all with the red tape, Atlas? Yeah. So, uh, well, back to Conquer before I move on to my next game, but uh, my favorite part of Conquer's, um, or just one that really sticks out to me, was the part where you go to the club, the rock club, uh, and they're playing, like, that techno music, and you have to get drunk and, like, go pee on people. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like uh, when I was in that club, it, like, totally captured uh, the feeling of being drunk to the point where you always have to pee and you're having trouble walking around. Uh, like I was totally sober when I was playing that part and I was like, Oh my God, these are giving me flashbacks. <laughs> like Back when I used to go out and party all the time, I'm like, how did Nintendo capture this so well? in a kid's game, although it was, it's not a kid's game, but on a kid's system. Um, can, can I, can I just add that my, my favorite scene is when I think the, ra the rake or the hoe tries to commit suicide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And everybody's just, like, kind of egging him on, like, come on, do it! <laughs> it's just, like, such a, whoa, oh my god, I can't believe any, and he tries to hang himself with a rope and winds up not killing himself, and they all just make fun of him. Like, like he all gets just, like, trolled into committing suicide ten years before that was a news story. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, my God. No wonder they censored it. I think they, they were like, yeah. well, it was, it, we could have some lawsuits like, on hardcore. our hands if we do this these days. But it's, it's a freaking rake. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, whatever. But uh, I don't know. There's, um, I'd say, so that's my platformer. I'd say uh, I'm not going to go into any other platformers because they're all great. Um, oh, God. All right. So my next one would have to be Star Fox 64. Um, I never played, or I barely touched the SNES version because it was like the FX chip, and it was innovative, but it was definitely not like it was. It felt more like a proof of concept to me. But the mm. the N sixty four game was just awesome. It's one you can sit down and kind of play quick um, if you want, and you kind of go through the different routes depending on how good you are. And um, 
it's it's awesome. It's the one that confused me and made me think Slippy was a girl for a while <laughs> until later in life. Uh, it's like get my, get this guy off me, Fox. And later I'm like, that's a guy. That's a Slippy's a guy. Okay. Um, and then you have like the douchebag Falco. Just hearing the voice actors makes you, like it makes all the characters stand out. You know, you, you got your you're a really annoying Slippy, which I guess they, that's, you know, people are annoyed by her, but I think that's what Nintendo was going for. <laughs> and then you have uh, the asshole douchebag Falco, and then you have just the old man who you're, you wish would just shut up, uh, Peppy, every now and then. And your father helped me like that too, Fox. But um, Shut up. I, yeah, dude, I, I, always, I always thought <laughs> Falco was like, he was so over-the-top macho that he must have been uh, a post-op woman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, you're you're kind of a stereotype of what some women think men are. And I'm surprised he didn't have, like, a souped-up R-wing to, like, kind of compensate, like, uh, yes. show, show up Fox. <laughs> he's got, like, an un- underglow and, like, a v- V8 in there, and he's he's revving up right next to you trying to race you. But, uh, yeah, like, yo, Fox, I just banged a bunch of chicks. Yep, banged them all week long. I, Big old bag of sand. <laughs> I think uh, that the other thing about that is that was the first game I maybe... If it wasn't the first, it was the first one that stood out to me to play with the Rumble Pack because uh, N64 had four players, which was like the big thing. But then it also was like had the Rumble Packs was the first one to get like rumbling, vibrating controllers. And mm. I think they did such a great job in that one because shit, you start getting hit or if you get like uh, low life, it really shaking and like give, scares the crap out of you because you're like already nervous. So you have to make it halfway through a level without getting hit at all. And when it's like shaking in your hands, um, you know, it feels like you're actually piloting that as a kid. So I, it was an awesome game. Um, and I, I've already gone through four, but I'm going to turn this into a list of six because uh, oh I went over two racing games in the beginning because they popped in my head. But I have two more games that uh, were just awesome. Uh, I was I was gonna ask you if if Legacy of Darkness would be one of them. No, which one? What's Legacy of Darkness? Yeah. Oh, Gauntlet. Yeah, Castlevania. Oh, Castlevania. No, I never played any of the Castlevania past NES uh, until later in life. So um, no, it's he's gonna say Perfect Dark. I'm not gonna say Perfect Dark. I'm going with oh. Goldeneye right now. Oh yeah, yeah Goldeneye. Um, because uh, that was one that I owned, and I I played the shit out of it. I was able, to, you know, you have the single player campaign then you have multiplayer and it was all of it was just awesome um but playing with my friends in like eighth grade uh like three or four of us together and and it was always fun because uh two of my buddies who are twins we would go over to their place and play and on their big screen tv in their basement and uh, it mm. got to the point where mm. in multiplayer they would have to team up on me and i would still win um nice so like they would have like the two of them or if they had another friend over they'd convince their friend to join them to team up on me because i guess i was just much better at screen watching and looking at the radar and knowing exactly where they were um so that i could sneak up behind them and and kill them pretty easily but uh knowing all the levels and and doing that like i could just fly through through the through that game and just take take people out um and and i guess people who aren't i I can still go back and do it but people always complain about the n64 controls for a first person shooter compared to what we have today and i can definitely see it but using the c buttons as kind of like your extra joystick if you're doing it right like you can fly through that level you it's faster to run diagonally or slightly sideways than it is to run forward so i would basically kind of half half strafe everywhere so you can fly around kind of at an angle and keep your peripheral vision open um so that was a trick I figured out way back when, when it was first out, and we would just play the shit out of it. And then in, in single-player mode, uh, of course, if you, like, beat... Uh, I beat it in, all the way up through Double Agent on everything and got unlocked all the cheats, and including Invincibility, which was, like, that nearly impossible two-minute run on the facility. So uh, I played the heck out of that game. Um, 
And what's what's your what's your favorite map slash like like uh, you know uh, uh, melee players are always saying like fox no items final destination yeah. Like, What's what? What's your oh, what's your best or favorite scenario? You gotta just go straight up temple. Come on. I mean, if if I'm a millionaire, I'm gonna rebuild the basement of my house to resemble the exact temple <laughs> schematics of Goldeneye. So my favorite character, of course, I would never do odd job. We always said no odd job, like most That's people. That's right. Self respecting people. Um, but it was uh, I would use I think it was Siberian Guard, the first one you come across. Uh, he. I remember, like, back in middle school, I, we tried to look up on, on the internet, which was probably, like, a GeoCity site at the time that had this info, but it was like, yeah, if you can't be Oddjob, uh, the second Siberian Guard is the next fastest character, and I was like, eh, I'll trust this. I'll trust this person who made this GeoCity site. So I just used, <laughs> used, I just used them um, because, I don't know, none of the other main characters called out to me. Uh, so I would always be Siberian Guard, and uh, I always, I don't know, I, I liked a variety, but the ones that I'll... I always liked were, uh, was it, did they just call it library? The one where you have the basement and the top like opened up and it was just a huge level. Um, that one was always fun because you could play either the top or the basement by itself. But then together you could play it where the gates would be open so you could go up and down. That was, mm. that was my favorite um, just because of how big it was. Uh, but other than that, uh, what was the one? It wasn't facility, complex, I think was the one oh, yes. that uh, had, like, every now and then, it was just kind of all this big metallic building, and you'd have, like, the blue light room, the red light room, um, the vents you would climb through, and all the ramps everywhere to go take you to the different levels, um, and then a lot of walls that w- looked like walls that you could actually walk through and kind of, like, hide inside this little closet where if somebody doesn't realize you're in there, you can just, like, wait for somebody to walk by and, like, jump through the wall and kill them. <laughs> so uh, so th- those two always stood out. Is that is that the level where you can uh, gang up on people in the bathroom in the stalls? Like, doesn't that one air vent drop drop you right into a into a bathroom? That's facility. So that one is uh, like, uh, and that's one of the single player levels too. But yeah, that's facility. <laughs> that one I always felt bad if I ever got got in there and somebody I'm watching a screen and somebody sees me and they they're just like in the bathroom waiting for me. Like this is great. You know, they'll just <laughs> throw a oh, gr- yeah. throw a grenade in the stall or something like as I'm waiting to get in get come out. So. Um, I I have the most happiest memories playing the game in the in the facility, especially because of the bathroom ex- for exactly what you said. Because you're you weren't you can't play Goldeneye like um you know across the country against somebody. It's like you're the split screen's right there. So if they're pulling any shenanigans, you're gonna know. Yeah, and that's uh the facility in in Zach Cooper. That was the whole. Uh, once they get the N64 back, Travis's character, the whole reason or the first thing he wants to do when they get it back is play facility slappers only. Um, yeah. <laughs> Goldeneye. And we tried doing that. We did uh, uh, an episode on our channel, a Power Club episode, where we're like kind of let's playing and reviewing some of the games we talk about in the movie, and we did Goldeneye, and we tried to do facility slappers only. <laughs> it's just a clusterfuck. <laughs> like, I think we we finally got to the point where somebody got two kills, and we're like, all right, you win. That's it. Because <laughs> like, it's taking too long. Because we were just do it around and then someone would just go and run and get body armor and then like you would never really do it mm. make any dents but uh, uh but yeah goldeneye was awesome and it kind of paved the way for some awesome stuff so uh and then my my last game i'm going to go with the franchise that most people would go with but i'm not going to choose the game most people would choose i'm going to go with majora's mask as number one um, that's, that's very nerdy of you. Thank you. Yeah, everyone always says Ocarina of Time, and Ocarina of Time is awesome. Um, but Majora's Mask just uh, 
had that extra level of uh, I think a lot of people could get, couldn't get past the three day time repeat gimmick if people want to call it that um, but uh, it never really bothered me, especially, I mean, as long as you know the song of time or whatever it is, you, you play it backward or you play it, um, backwards and it just slows down time and you really don't have to worry about that time gimmick, uh, like causing any problems. Some people couldn't get around it. Uh, and, uh, all my friends that I recently found out they would complain about that game, I guess never really realized you could do that. You just talk to a scarecrow a, a couple times and they tell you play it backwards, uh, to slow down time and they... They didn't quite, I guess, find that scarecrow, so they were like, man, I always run out of time. It's so stupid, and they would just pretty much throw their controller and say the game sucks. So, um, But uh, all the different masks and like transforming the different characters and for all the different abilities, and uh, it was just so... It wasn't depressing, but it was a, such a like melancholy kind of atmosphere and mood to the game. Like The story was interesting, and then um, kind of going around and seeing all the characters, because there is a set amount of time, instead of like Ocarina of Time, where the characters are just on loop every day, they're in the marketplace doing the same thing, or every day they're out in the field doing the same thing. Um, in Ocarina of Time, depending on what time you go find people, or in Majora's Mask, depending on what time, they're always doing something different, because they have their own life, uh, step by step, they're going through. And you can totally like fuck it up for them, or you could help them out and totally change uh, what's going on in their life. Um, so being able to see that really added a lot of depth. So I don't know, Majora's Mask always stood out to me more than Ocarina, um, but I'm a big Zelda fan anyway. So it was kind of like you know, it was just a step up from from Ocarina and just added on to the whole experience for the franchise for me. So those are my top six games for N64. We're uh, a very substantial list. Yeah. I, I feel. I feel like we, we, you know, watch, watching Zach Cooper. I feel like all right. Anybody associated with this project has to be like a top N sixty four expert. So thank you very much, Aaron, for coming on our show and setting straight. I feel like you just carve that in your tombstone. These are my top six N sixty four games. Period. Yeah. Speaking of games, uh, I wanted to tell you guys real fast. I was talking to you, uh, Chad, yesterday, but. Uh, uh, a bunch of me and my coworkers at work uh, during lunch break every day we play Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 on the arcade. Nice. Uh, really, we have a um, like a main cabinet in our break room, and so nice. uh, during lunch we we play and and uh, I usually play a Sindel and um, kick people's asses all day. But we're we've all gotten really good at that game. Um, and I actually went to a convention in Cincinnati not too long ago, a gaming convention where I played in a tournament and won Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Uh, tournament and that was a lot of fun, but we uh, we're getting a little bored of it because we've been playing for about a year every day. Um, so uh, GameStop was just doing a big sale on the Injustice like Battle Edition that comes with like an arcade stick, um, where yeah. it was like the same price as the game by itself. So they were like, we all we're all buying this and we're all going to play each other. So we've been playing Injustice, um, which I think you know Mortal Kombat versus DC came out the other year, but Injustice is just DC characters, right? Um, mm. And it's I think a lot better than uh, Mortal Kombat vs. DC, it is awesome. And uh, if you play story mode, it's basically like another DC movie. <laughs> but you get to play through it. Um, so it was pretty cool. I just beat story mode the other day, uh, and it's basically like watching a Justice League movie. Um, and uh, it also reminds me of uh, the old uh, Sega CD game, The ba- Adventures of Batman and Robin, which is b- essentially a lost episode of the animated right. series. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I tried. Right, and it was and it was insanely hard yes. to actually get through. Yeah, I, I I made it through like four different cutscenes. Like uh, my director Matt 
uh, he has has it at his place and um, we were working on some project and I had already been drinking a little bit and he's like alright you gotta play this and so he just sat there and watched <laughs> me because he knew it was gonna be a pain in the ass and so I'm sitting there cussing and getting so pissed off because you would make it through and you'd be like oh this is awesome you got all the same voice actors and the same characters and the animation and if you just get to the end of this level you get to another part of the story um, and by like the third level I was like seriously all it is is freaking driving levels in between yep. I was like this is terrible <laughs> like <laughs> For, unfor- and uh, but fortunately these days you have the the power of the internet you can just go on YouTube and people probably put the uh, put the episode together <laughs> where you don't want to go through the game just go watch it on there but yeah that's it, how yeah, I, that's yeah. how I saw it <laughs> yeah I mean there's there's no way I had to sit through those driving levels I mean all you have to do I just go to YouTube and just watch five seconds of the driving level it's essentially like the Superman sixty four of of Batman games. Yeah. I mean, it's really bad. But unlike Super Nintendo 64, there's a payoff if you, you know, brutalize yourself to get to the end. At least you get, like, a full episode of the show. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I actually watched the Injustice cutscenes. They're all put together on YouTube. And it's worth it alone just for when Superman just burn, he uses his heat vision and burns a hole through, uh, oh, Shazam's. Cat, through Shazam's head. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> and, and then, as soon as he does that, like the Flash is like, "Oh shit, I picked the wrong side." <laughs> like this is not cool anymore. There's two holes in his ha- in his face. It's not good. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah. his hood is getting like moist. Yeah. Back where like I was just like watching. I was like, "Oh man, I'm only yeah. imagining what's going on under that hood right now." That was yeah. It's like, and he's really a ten year old, so. Oops. Yeah, when he died, I was like, "Oh, is he going to turn into a, like a, the kid again?" But no, he didn't because I think that would have been uh, pretty bad. <laughs> well, yeah, like in Flashpoint, when they revert him back and Wonder Woman slaughters all the Shazam kids. Oh man, she just swords the shit out of them. Yeah, that was that felt. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a great movie, except for that point. That was definitely uh, an Anakin younglings kind of scene. <laughs> Well, she was she was brutal that whole movie. I mean, she slept she slept the crap out of Aquaman, and then she kills his his uh, his wife, and and then she's like, and I'm gonna kill all these kids. I mean, she was just like hardcore. Yeah, that's what uh, Injustice sort of reminded me of was Flashpoint because in Flashpoint it's an alternate timeline, and Injustice it's like another dimension too. I'm guessing like a parallel universe type dimension where. Instead of, uh, you know, those events causing a war between two, two sets of superheroes where people are picking sides, it's, it's Superman basically taking control of the whole world and forcing everybody into subservience and, like, an insurgency kind of rising up. So uh, it, it felt very similar. And Flashpoint, I think the, I like both of them, but the endings in both kind of ended up kind of not paying off for me because it's like, well, yeah, it's a parallel universe or another dimension, so, like, in the end, you're just kind of like, if you resolve it, you go back to your own dimension, and it's like, well, okay, well, that was fun, but I guess it didn't really impact anything in this in this, uh, in this world, but it's a fun uh, two-hour romp or whatever it ends up being. I like to think that in a parallel universe, the three of us actually would have formed a Foot Clan. Like, hmm. all three of us, we would actually be in a Foot Clan, and we would just be sitting there and just chilling all day, and... <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know it's like but it's like i feel like it's it's one of those you, know, you can only be a low level foot for like six months and then you have to do the ninja training so <laughs> and like, and in that parallel universe mc hammer would not have been a one-hit wonder and we could be listening to his current hits today 
yeah but i'm just I, I feel like that's that's how they rope you in you know it's like a it's like a, a phone deal or, or a gym plan membership they're like all right you can come here and play <laughs> video games and stuff for six months but then you have to go to mandatory ninja training and some asian guy will beat the shit out of you wait hey aaron have you have you seen that clip on youtube where somebody redubbed scenes from the movie and where the, where the Foot Clan is uh, is beating up April O'Neil in the subway system. I haven't. She starts whacking him with the bag, and she's like, it's morphin' time! <laughs> no, I haven't seen and they're that. Like, they're like, shit, she's a Power Ranger, she ain't a Power Ranger, check this out. Pitcha! That, that's so one good. that would work, yeah, everybody's got masks on, at least for that part, so yeah, I, I have to, I'll have to check that out. I have watched all the, like, uh, the guy who does, like, the Saturday morning redub, like, X-Men uh, redubs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, jugs, jugs, gotcha. Now, why did the Foot Clan? Why did they have like super wire mesh bug-eyed eye mask parts? Like, why did the eye protection <laughs> stick out so far? Like, were they super scared about their eyes being touched? Like, why did it? It was. Like, I always just assumed they were there. They look like little strainers, like when you're you know, straining <laughs> your, your your boiled like vegetables or whatever. I always assumed it was strainers for their ears, so that like or their tears when they're crying, so that they can collect the salt, maybe. I just felt like if you, because of how metal it was and how much it stuck out, all you had to do was just punch them in the eye and it would reverse the metal and just like, it'd just like punch right into their eye sockets. Bam, bam, all these bam. Little, all these little wires break and like scratch your cornea. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I they mean, didn't maybe, think that through. Maybe they have like the secret ninjutsu, ninjutsu technique where they like release mosquitoes or something. And they're like, ha, 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 mosquito repellent eye goggly things. I like to think that that's why they sucked as ninjas, because it was just so hard to see. You know, it's just like, all right, wear this mask. No problem. All right, now put chicken wire over the eye holes. <laughs> like, and then, are you and serious? Then it's going to be dark at night yeah. in the subway where there's no light. Hope, hope you can. Uh, and uh, fortunately, you're just attacking a woman with a purse, so you know it's it's not your life isn't on the line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, later yeah. you're gonna have monsters with swords <laughs> and spears and bows. Uh, hope you don't mind fighting those guys. I think you're onto something because they always <laughs> fought at night when it was hard to see. The one time they fought in the daytime was on the rooftops against Raphael, and they kicked the shit out. That's of them. right. They're like, we could finally <laughs> see. <laughs> like, thank God, we should always fight at exactly noon. <laughs> <laughs> this is what all our battles should take place. But then as soon as they dropped down into a uh, April's antique shop, it got dark and it was hard to see. Then they were chopping up the floors and they kept missing and stuff. They're like, oh, <laughs> shit. Someone turned on the lights and then the one idiot hit his axe and cut the power. And then they we knew they were going to lose. They do all their training, like, without the masks on, you know, like in the locker yeah. room and stuff. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're awesome. All right, here's your uh, dragon doji. You have won this honor. And then <laughs> now put on this mask. And they're like, I can't see shit. It's like, oh, we know you're good. You, you already pr proved yourself. Now let's go. But, yeah, that's uh, the one time they do good. It's when they fight Raphael in the daytime. I know. You I, I, I would have thought that um, the, 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 like, two or three, like, Foot Clan guys who are like high up on the step on the like the ladder and to like the curl back the shredders uh, cape in the first movie over like his awesome you know gigantic spiky shoulder pads. Oh yeah. Uh, you you would have think like once or twice you're gonna cut your hands on that. You know what I mean? Like like you're just gonna be like curling it back, curling it back. Fuck. <laughs> now I will say Casey Jones does not uh, have the same excuse. You know, like, his hockey mask has just, like, slits for the eyes. But somehow, and when he's in Central Park, he's able to kick the shit out of people. So, yeah, we just had better vision, I guess. Yeah, he, he, they're just slits, but they don't have extra screens inside the slits. <laughs> yeah, that's his, true. Blocking light. 
Did anyone want a Casey Jones hockey mask? Because that was way cooler than like a oh, regular yeah. goalie a mask. A regular hockey mask. They look pretty cool. Uh, I think they realized they were like, if we go with a regular mask, it's just going to look like Jason. And, you know, we're a couple years after Friday the 13th movies have been coming on. So <laughs> we got to make it cool looking. And whoever designed it did a good job. Yeah, they were just like, all right, let's take a regular Jason hockey mask and combine it with the Punisher logo. That's right. And yeah. we'll get this hybrid. <laughs> yeah. Then he's going to talk to you about cricket. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm surprised. Like, if it was winter, he would probably have been discussing curling with you while he was kicking yeah. your ass. Let's talk about <laughs> obscure sports while I beat yeah. you with sporting equipment. <laughs> I know, man. Like, we should all be Casey Jones. Uh, like, Well, I guess we can't be like Casey Jones because we're going to join the foot. But if we needed to, we just go to Dick's Sporting Goods these days, and you probably get a, a good sale on that kind of stuff. Well, you know. No way, dude. Dick's will rip you off, man. Here's, all those sporting goods stores, they're, they're like expensive as hell. Oh, yeah. Well, here's what would happen in, in the parallel universe. You know how Casey Jones sneaks in and, like, steals someone's costume and, like, walks around the, the warehouse. What we do is we have, like, an ice rink in there and then there's no way he wouldn't join join up he'd be like oh this place is fucking the shit like instead of rollerblades <laughs> and skateboards we have ice skates and uh mm. and hot and street hockey and shit and he would be oh dude street dude i bet he would like strap on a play- pair of like rollerblades and do some uh, some hockey that way yeah plus we wouldn't uh kidnap an old rat so i think that would keep him from getting too too uppity so he would join i mean i think that's I think that's pretty awesome. Like, you know, you, you sign up for, like, this ninja task force, and then, like, yo, yo, check it out. All right, you've been here three times. You get to see the old fucking rat mutant thing. We got chained up in the basement. <laughs> no. Cool. Give it a couple punches. Now, here, here's the – I mean, I hate to point this out, but every scene that they show Splinter uh, tied up to the, to the fence, there's no piss bucket near his feet. I mean, are, like, I don't like. Would we say that uh, Splinter's been kidnapped for two weeks? Because they go to the farm and train for quite a while. So I mean, I don't know. So you know, he's if you don't drink water, you're gonna die in four days. So I'm basically. So I'm guessing he had to like piss all over his feet for days. <laughs> like that just had well, to maybe- stink. Maybe they have I mean, a maybe that's what da- maybe that's what Danny was in there. Was like they're like they get like the low level foot dudes. They like peel them off the arcade machines and go in there with like a mop. Yeah, you're on you're on rat piss duty. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, and he is pretty old, so he probably has prostate problems. He probably has problems peeing, and he needs some help from some of the younger Foot Clan members. <laughs> go help old man Splinter take a piss. Now here's the thing: he's changes depends. He's he's hanging by his elbows for two weeks, but then he kicks Shredder's ass on the rooftop. Like, how did he have the rat strength to tie his nunchuck around Shredder's spear and keep him and hold a 200-pound man in the air after he's been strapped to a chain-link fence for two weeks? I mean, that's the whole thing. Is like, he didn't have to move. He just kind of sat there. He's like, okay, you come to me. He's like the Steven Seagal of rat kung fu, you know? Yeah, I'm assuming. Like, you I just always me. assumed, like, it had nothing to do with strength, just, like, uh, his just moves and, like, in, uh, instincts of, like, getting out of the way and knowing exactly what to do. And then I'm, I always just assumed there was some sort of leverage there, like, with the way that the his spear and nunchuck were, like, mm. taking most of the weight. I don't know. But uh, he's awesome. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, that is true. His wisdom gave him strength mm. yes i always thought i always thought if they if they remade it instead of uh casey jones um uh saying oops and uh and pulling the lever on the garbage truck i think he should have just landed in the street and have one of those street cleaning trucks come by you know the one with like the metal uh whisks uh-huh. that'll like spin and like suck up a dog occasionally or like a squirrel and just suck them up in there like jump 
and you just hear like a <laughs> and the union worker's like not my problem and keeps going i think it would have been funnier if he saw it when splinter shows up at the rooftop instead of shredder charging him and going oh what if he just threw his spear javelin style just went right through splinter like just fucking just skewers him and he just falls off the roof dead and that's that tomato yoshi <laughs> Or just go, like, go over there and just kick him. Just do anything. Just be like, all right, you were chained up for two weeks. Bam! <laughs> like, that's it. Or he had, like, he had one of the turtles by, like, the throat. Yeah. You know, like, all he had to do was be like, hold the second splinter. Shrunk! All right, now I'm going to come over and kick your ass. I just, I feel like, you know, it's it's too old for a thing for people to use it for memes. But I just really want them to take that shredder, oh, and use that for something else. Because I always thought he was such a badass character until he screamed as he charged Splinter. And I was like, ah, that's kind of weak. Yeah, he lost it at that point. Yeah, he was well, going to do like a pole vault or something. While we're, uh, <laughs> exactly. While we're talking about uh, movies, there was uh, a couple things I wanted to bring up from your last few episodes. Uh uh, Chad invited me on, but I feel like I might betray him here. But uh, yes, I, how dare you betray I'm me? Gonna have to Do s- it. I'm going to have to say uh, a few things. First of all, Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually like the movie a lot, but Eric, I'm with you 100 percent in that he's getting stabbed and shot like so many times in that movie, and it takes him 12 hours or so to finally collapse from it, and mm-hmm. he doesn't even realize like. I think he, he kind of realized he wasn't healing a few times, but he was like, ah, whatever. And he kept getting shot, kept getting stabbed, fighting on top of a, uh, like a high-speed train, like flying around and getting bruised up. And then they finally go to the hotel at the end of the night, and he's just still smoking there and then collapses. And uh, like a veterinary student is able to like stitch him up, and he lives. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Credibility there, but uh, exactly. still, good, still good movie. But, yeah, I kept watching the whole time. I'm like, wait, is his healing gone? Because... Wait, oh, wait, there's a knife to the stomach. Oh, there's bullets to the legs and a bullet yeah. to his shoulder. And I think he just got shot in the torso somewhere. Uh, is is it just slowed down as healing? Is there, like, a little bit of healing there? Because what's going on here? So, yeah, that kind of threw me off. But I still like the movie. And, Eric, I was the one who told you on the Facebook page there was uh, subtitles. <laughs> oh, yeah, that kind of changed my the, whole opinion of the movie. <laughs> so, yeah, I liked the, I liked a lot of, uh, I liked the movie in general, but yeah, that part was, that bothered me. And when I watched it, it wasn't playing subtitles either. And, uh, in order to get mine to work, I could only turn them on at the beginning. And then if I ever fast forwarded it or paused it, it would just stop playing the subtitles. So, but the problem is the only, mm-hmm. uh, the first part where there's actually Japanese subtitles isn't for a while. It's not till they're like in Japan and the like granddaughters having a conversation with somebody. And so it's like 20 minutes into the movie, and I'm like, okay, so I got to choose. I had like 40 subtitle tracks to choose from, (laughs) and I was like, all right, I got to choose this one and hope that this is just the Japanese parts in English, and uh, and I have to wait 20 minutes to make sure, and if it doesn't show up, I got to like try again. And fortunately, after like my third try, I was able to get it right and actually enjoy the movie. (laughs) But I can see where that would throw a a wrench in your gears if, if you don't watch it with subtitles. Was there was there subtitles in Thor The Dark World? Uh, I watched that in theaters, uh, and I can't remember. I'm because I which I, parts I, I was. Um, what? anytime the elves are like talking amongst themselves, I'm I was pretty like, sure oh, there is. Cool. 
Yeah. Yeah, I definitely watched it and there wasn't. Because I watched it in the theaters and I don't. And normally if something like that happens and there's no subtitles, I'm like, hmm, this was an interesting directorial choice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, cool. They're they're actually like treating us with an ounce of like intelligence. Yeah, but the longer the conversations go on in those situations, I'm like, I think yeah. something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, exactly. that's why with Wolverine, I can see, like, there's not a whole lot of Japanese conversations, and they're pretty short. Um, but then there was the part where the guy's on the roof, uh, Eric, and he's talking yeah. to himself. And I was like, there's got there has to be subtitles here. Like, <laughs> like, there's not even any, like, emotion or, like, interaction with another character at this point. He's just talking to himself. I've got they They have to be telling us what he's saying. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think Thor there definitely was. Um, I think what they should have done with Wolverine is just cut his dick off. <laughs> I mean, like we've discussed, we've discussed Wolverine. Decapitation is gonna end him. Uh, so you know, just take away his will to live. Like all Ugh. the nin- all the ninjas, all like those ninjas stabbed them all over. <laughs> they should have been like, go for the dick. And <laughs> just stab, 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 stab. like a bunch of times, or like Silver Samurai at the end, don't go for the claws, just go for the dick, and then it's done. Oh man, you, you- yeah, because you also think he wouldn't be as like careful or defensive because he. He doesn't normally have to be. He's just like, oh, you shot me in the face. Who cares? All right, I've yeah. him healed back. So he, you know, they could probably get in there with a knife and just go to town yeah. <laughs> real fast before he realizes what's going on. He'll always have to be careful. He'll always have to have. One, he can't attack you with two hands. He's always got to have one hand over his nutsack. <laughs> just have to tell like those fifty ninjas, just go for the dick every time. Like there's no. Eventually, Wolverine's just gonna quit. He's like, I don't even want to be an X Man anymore. This is <laughs> this is stupid. I'm just gonna be a school teacher in Canada. Well, dude, he could be—he could be an organ donor. He could be the greatest organ donor yeah. ever known. <laughs> you know, just like chop, chop off anything, and it'll grow back. So here you go, fresh kidney, kids. Mm. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, like a toe, whatever. It's like you need a toe for your ransom letter. Here you go. I don't think they've quite perfected that kind of transplant. <laughs> they did the hand transplant. I think it works okay, but um, maybe one day he—I mean, he'll still be alive. <laughs> so you know, he's just waiting, waiting for that time when he can just donate anything. Dude, well, according to Silver Samurai's future technology, all you need to do is drill into somebody's freaking hand bones and you steal their meat. Yeah, exactly. Power. I wasn't quite sure what was going on there. That was the one part I was like, well, okay, it's a good thing this movie's about to be over. <laughs> but, uh, I was like, that looks like it fucking hurts, and that's it. But uh, uh, the other the other movie I wanted to bring up was uh, Dawn of the Dead. Oh, I'm very okay. curious to hear this. <laughs> Why not bring on a maniac who is on my wait, side? Wait, I saw wait, 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 hold on a second, hold on a second. I don't know which way Aaron's going to go, but for the record, we are tied two to two on podcast listener feedback on agreeing with me and agreeing with Chad. So whichever way you go, Aaron, will officially win the category for either Chad or I. Okay, I was looking on the Facebook page trying to see. I tried to stay out because I figured I was going to talk about it when I was on here, but I tried to look to see how it was. I couldn't find if there was an, a post for it, but I guess it was probably on the episode post. Um, but yeah, the whole time I was watching, I was just uh, I couldn't stop agreeing with Eric. Yes, ah! I saw it in theaters, and uh, it was just awesome. Um, Boom, yeah, it's, baby! It's, it's, uh, God damn I mean, it, it's not like an Oscar movie. Uh, it's an, a zombie movie, and mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know, around that time was also when the Resident Evil remake came out, and this was like, now we're getting running zombies in that video game and movie form. Um, and so, like, it was lighthearted, and it, like, but still scary, as mm-hmm. opposed to, like, apocalyptic depressing and scary. Um, and so, like, I enjoyed the just kind of lighthearted comedy aspects of the movie mixed with just the freakishly scary fast zombies the whole time. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, I took it for what it was, and I, I enjoyed it. So um, there's nothing about it that I was like, oh fuck, they should redo that because it's just a zombie movie. <laughs> like, yes. And I'm I went to film school, so like I usually you know at that point in my life I <laughs> liked uh, I would see what all the Oscar nominated movies were, and usually I had probably already watched them already, or I would go and and watch them at that point um, and watch all those old classics and stuff, and and uh, so. You know, normally that was where my tastes lie, but for a zombie movie, you know, it kind of hit all the right notes. So but I agreed with Eric pretty much 100% during that conversation. Yeah, game, set, match. Bam! God damn. Aaron, Aaron. Sorry. Man, I brought you on. Screened your movie, man. I plugged your shit. You, this is what I get. Ah, some comeuppance. <sighs> How does it taste, Chad? Yeah, and God from now it. on, that means I win all film conversations because Aaron went to film school. What? He agrees with my no. taste. <laughs> therefore, hey, I went to film school. Come on, man. I win. You went to film school. I, therefore, I win. Wait. Well, on, I'll man, also we all say went, we all went to film school. We all thought we were experts when we got out. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll also say that uh, the zombie baby and Peter Jackson's movie was also fun too. <laughs> Thank you. But all but right. those are two Thanks totally different kinds of movies. Definitely. So yeah. Yes. I keep I keep trying to convince to convince uh, Bam uh, uh, for the Puppets on Films uh, series to screen uh, that film Dead Alive. I'm just like, dude, there's puppets all over it. It's an amazing movie. People will go out and see it. I mean, uh, yeah. maybe I'm just like the one fanboy in the room. <laughs> I mean, I watched it, a little bit of it. Uh, actually, it was like the this last Halloween was the first time I'd, I'd seen it, um, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> it was pretty. Oh, it was pretty awesome and and hilarious, but also like the amount of blood <laughs> was just crazy. I think it was record setting, wasn't it? It was. It's the the goriest movie of all time, and it's just gross as hell. And I think it still holds that record, right? I think so. I think so. Unless somebody's just purposely gone out of their way to to outdo yeah. it, I w- but it'd be pretty tough. It took me by surprise because I was like, "Yeah, it's going to be campy and funny and cheesy and like that kind of scary movie." But then when I started seeing all the blood, especially once it started getting to that point, I was just like, "Holy shit, man!" Oh yeah, that was an awesome. Movie. It was it was it was the fir- the first movie where somebody picked up a lawnmower to mow down zombies. Yeah, and someone like yeah. punched through the back of someone's head and came out like his eye socket and stuff. It was like. Like every, I mean, and like they killed a zombie, but like the guts still lived, and it became like a character that's constantly harassing people. Oh, that was hilarious! That was awesome. <laughs> it was like somebody like the lower intestine, kidneys, and lungs of a zombie are out to get you. Yeah, that was awesome. And the lawnmower yeah, scene dude. that reminds me of uh, I watched Kick Ass Two the other night. Uh, yes, Eric, I think Chad hasn't seen it yet, but uh, that I'm, that I'm, lawnmower. I'm my headphones. There was there was a lawnmower <laughs> part to that too, but <laughs> oh yeah. We won't spoil anything. I gotta watch it yet. But uh, it's it's All definitely right. not up to that movie. But yeah, uh, I'd say Kick Ass Two. I watched it uh, two nights ago. It was it was a lot of fun. But I do think I like the first one better. Okay, they're That's both my good. Opinion. And and they're considering the director Jeff Wadlow of Kick Ass Two. He's they uh, they said he's in the running for He Man. So, oh, yes. And while while we're on movies too, uh, I saw you guys had posted on your page about the Minecraft movie announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I guess they're working. Th- Thunderdome. Were they working with uh, the Lego guys too, uh, or the guy who's the guy who did the Lego movie, possibly to do Minecraft? I think so. Or I think that's that one yeah. of the names tossed out. But uh, I had seen that, and I thought I also thought I had mentioned to Chad yesterday about um, there was just recently, like a week or two ago, um, 
uh, Minecraft fan film that was being worked on, Birth of Man by Brandon uh, from Rocket Jump, who does all the movies with or videos with Freddie W. Um, while Freddie was doing video game high school, Brandon was working on this project. He's been on, uh, in the works for a long time. It was a Minecraft fan film that he they had an awesome trailer and all this stuff up for it, and they were setting up a Kickstarter so that they could do it. And I think they were kind of uh, hoping that it would kind of fall in line with uh, Mojang's kind of leniency right now towards a lot of the fan works and the Let's Players and the YouTubers and all that stuff that's going on right now um, to, to yeah. allow them to kind of like continue because they've done plenty of Minecraft shorts and stuff um, but this one they were doing a Kickstarter where they're actually asking for six hundred thousand dollars so mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's what kicked him in the uh, you know uh, kicked him in the ass and and got Mojang's attention but also now apparently it seems uh, you know a project that big that was going to be a fan film for Minecraft they didn't want that coinciding with uh, what seems to be an official film either so I'm interested mm-hmm. to see what happens and I had actually backed the uh, the fan film uh, the day before it got canceled um, and that would have been interesting to see too, but you know, I don't know. I, I read it up. I read up on all that. And, uh, you know, it's like some, some fan projects, uh, are totally cool, but you can't, you can't charge anybody money and you especially can't charge them $600,000. Yeah. Mo, I think Mojang, uh, Marcus tweeted, he's like, we, we can't, we can't allow anybody to make half a million off our IP. Sorry. Yeah, without some sort of and deal in place first. <laughs> like, yeah, so it's exactly. like, yeah, maybe just... work out something. But then now that they're announcing this other movie, it's like, yeah, I don't know if they're they'd be even interested in, in doing anything. It's not. It's not going to happen. Just period. But like, you know, it's like I I like the trailer. The trailer was cool. Uh, but it's like you know, they they definitely crossed the line. Like you know, we've we we've made fan movies. You know, like. I think I think the rule used to be if you go over 500 DVDs, if you go 500 over 500 CDs, then you garner actual attention. But if you're under that, you know, then you're off the radar. Yeah. You know, but like, yeah, that's a shit ton of money, man, and there's no way they could let that happen. Yeah. So that was that was kind of a bummer, but like, it's also I don't know, I don't know what's gonna happen with the Minecraft movie because I'm pretty big in the Minecraft community. And, uh, like, when I saw the trailer for the Lego movie, I was like, what the hell? But it actually looks <laughs> it actually looks like it's funny. And from what I hear from people, it, uh, it, it's, it, is it out yet? Yeah, it's, it's out. out. Yeah. Oh, I've yeah. heard that it's pretty good, and it's uh, really funny. So, uh, like, good for them. But, like, Minecraft is just so open-ended. And, like, you know, it's based on a story where you don't have any characters with dialogue. You just have you, yourself, in an isolated landscape with, you know, monsters and stuff. But... Like where? How are they gonna do a two-hour movie uh, with like an actual story based on that and keep people entertained? Especially because it's probably gonna be animated at, or or some sort of uh, very reliant on on special effects and CG to kind of create this world. And I don't know what they plan on doing. So I'll keep an eye on it, but I'm not sure what to expect. Oh, well, we'll do. Well, you know, there's an Angry Birds movie coming out in what 2016. I saw something about that too. I don't know what. I mean it. If if they can turn if they can turn like you know that three second gameplay of Angry Birds into a freaking movie, then why not Minecraft? You know, it's like Minecraft. I feel like everybody that plays survival mode has their own Hollywood blockbuster movie happening. You know, like it was true for me. Like I blogged about it and you know put out some videos on our YouTube channel just about like how terrible I was at it. And, uh, and and just, like, every day was such a challenge, you know, and the monsters come for you, and there's this hell level, you know, and there there is an end game. I mean, like, there's the Ender Dragon, you know, that you can eventually get to. 
So I, I feel like everybody, like, everybody in the world who's played this game must have their own idea of, like, what their movie could be. Yeah. Yeah, it'll... So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. I love uh, the good... The, so, you as we've discussed before, like, I'm an old-school gamer, a retro gamer, mostly a console gamer, um, but... Uh, and going to art school and doing film and, and stuff like that is... I've, I've had a Mac most of my adult life, um, so I haven't mm-hmm. really been a huge PC gamer uh, since, like, the mid-'90s uh, till today, but I did get Minecraft. Like, that was the first thing that get me back into PC gaming, um, and I love... Uh, I don't know if you've gotten into them yet, um, uh, Chad, but the adventure maps uh, that users will just create whole worlds. uh, And it's basically like instead of an open world landscape uh, where you just kind of run around and do whatever the heck you want, it's got uh, objectives and it's kind of like they'll create dungeons. So you have um, a lot of them are like complete the monument where they basically take the 16 colors of wool. Um, and then the different ore blocks, like a diamond block, gold block, iron block, and you basically have to run through different dungeons, and at the very end of each dungeon is a chest that has that block in it, and you have to get get it, get out of the dungeon and go place it on the monument, and once you get all 16, then boom, you win the game. Um, and so it kind of takes your $15 game, or $30 now, that I, I bought it when it was way back in alpha, but uh, it takes your $15 game and basically means you'll never run out of things to do because uh, you can just go download basically games within the game and play pretty much kind of like a Zelda game where you go through 16 different dungeons one after the other where the person designs where the monsters are going to be, um, where the uh, you know pits of lava are going to be and all this other stuff. And you have to get through there, uh, get your treasure, and get out. And so it's pretty awesome. Um, that's my favorite part. There's also mods for Ultra Hardcore where you can't regain life. And a lot of people do the multiplayer where it's pretty much like Hunger Games. Where you where you start with like however many people are playing. But you can start with you know like 16 people if you want. Uh, and you get like transported to different parts of the map. And then you start out with nothing. And you have to get your own weapons, get your own armor, fend off against monsters and, you know, fall damage and lava and everything else like that so that you're not getting hurt because you're not going to regain health. Um, And then when you come across another person, then you kill them to hopefully get their equipment. And the only way to regain health is either golden apples, uh, which is, you know, it takes a lot lot to get those, or potions Mm -hmm. if you get to the nether to, like, the hell level and get, like, the proper equipment (laughs) and make potions. And to do that within a certain amount of time without taking damage enough to kill yourself is is challenging. So, um, you know, you got to weigh the risks on which way you want to go. Do you want to, you know, try and bulk up your armor, try and go for potions? Do you want to just get, like, the best weapons and then go hunt people? and, and there's a lot of uh, online YouTubers who play the game who will, like, record those sessions um, and release them. And it's like watching freaking Hunger Games. And it's pretty entertaining. And, like, that's... And what's it, what, what's it called? Ultra Hardcore. Like, um, Ultra Hardcore? There's a group, there's a group uh, called Mindcrack who have their own server. Who There's about, like, 20-some-odd guys on there. Um, and they kind of started it up. But they've had multiple seasons. So I would recommend if you wanted to check out what, uh, what it's like, I would check out one of their old seasons. Um, but, you know, they'll have, like, a free-for-all or a team season where you can have, you know, individuals or you actually work with a team um, to fight against other teams. But it's pretty exciting. It's like watching sports for me, but it's, uh, but it's video games. Nice. That's cool. I've, I've I've tried many of the. I've tried spicing up my Minecraft life uh, with many different things, but I've never. But I've never gone into that. I've tried many of like the mini game servers. Yeah. And it it's just so hard to start out. Yeah. Like if you know, people like, have been playing those for a while, it's like jumping into Call of Duty and getting your ass handed to you over and over again. Too. Yeah, and like you know some of the mini games like 
on, on the most popular mini games. I forget exactly what the server was, but like you know, I had like a nine-year-old kid telling me about it, so I was like, oh okay, all right, this must be popular, and it was. There's a zillion people on there. You jump into a mini game, and if you can't figure it out right away, everybody's making fun of you, and you know you're dying, and everybody else isn't, and sometimes you have to wait for the game to be over. Yeah. So yeah, there's a yeah. the High Pixel server is a pretty big mini game server, and uh, the Mindcrack one that just recently Play Mindcrack just came out, that one's pretty big. Um, but yeah, there's all those little mini games, and and a lot of times on some of these mini game servers, they're starting to implement the ultra hardcore into those. But you know, you can only have a certain limited amount of people because it's just it's not like a fast paced mini game. It's one that uh, you can only have a you know a limited amount of people in there to to do, and it usually takes a couple hours to finish that game. Um, but yeah, they're cool. they're a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, there's a well, I'm just a lot of possibilities there. I'm just pumped because now I have the perfect excuse when my wife checks the internet search history and says, why does it say ultra hardcore? And then <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, no, it's a, it's a video game thing. I thought, well, uh, Aaron told <laughs> well, me to do it. It, uh, I actually, um, I'm on Reddit and I actually moderate the, uh, mind crack subreddit where they do all the ultra hardcore stuff. And so mm-hmm. sometimes I'll do that a little bit at work and I'm like, Oh fuck. You know? <laughs> my, my search history or my like URL history will be like ultra hardcore episode 14 season three. Yeah. And they're like, how much, how much ultra hardcore is Aaron watching at work? Like I pulled up his history. What the heck? He's on season 14 now. <laughs> Sorry guys. It's not what you think. <laughs> I bet, I bet the Google search search bubble filters that into its algorithm too. Yeah, as yeah. soon as you type in ultra hardcore, it fills in a couple words afterwards. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I'm definitely gonna check that out because, like, I love the Hunger Games. I want to see the Hunger Games happen in real life. So the the easiest and best thing we could do right now is simulate it in the video game world. Yeah, but I'm sure there'll probably be other games coming out, but like uh, that it would work in too. Um, Because there's a lot of these kind of open world, just multiplayer survival map type games coming out. But uh, uh, Minecraft is, I think, the the biggest one right now for that sort of gameplay, and it's it's one of my favorite. It's the adventure maps, and then those. And with the adventure maps, there's some that uh, are totally like survival based, like you fight monsters, go through dungeons, and then there's some that are kind of like story based, where people will create islands. It's almost like Mist kind of where you go you land on an island or a certain world and you have to go kind of solve puzzles or find uh kind of hidden items and bring them to certain people and that'll open up the next world um so you can kind of play it however you want you can go you know kind of the adventure puzzle story mode or the adventure like dungeon like in its own video game mode so uh whatever you feel like doing you can kind of do in that game which is awesome cool all right well Thanks so much, Aaron. It was a pleasure having you on our podcast. Yeah, it was yeah. a pleasure being on. Yeah, like I said, I've been listening for a long time. So when Chad, well, it was whenever I listened to Kevin's episode, I told you guys, I was like, oh, this was a lot of fun. It was one of my favorite episodes so far. Um, and then Chad was like, yeah, you want to be on too? I was like, it would make my day. I've <laughs> been a fan for a long time. So, uh, you know, I just love listening. You guys shoot the shit. So it's awesome being able to do it with you. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, thanks so much for Foot shooting. Foot Clan for life. We're going to do it. We're going to build this up. <laughs> Maybe it's like the next MAGFest. We all have to dress up as Foot Clan and we just dominate the arcade room or something. I've already designed my tattoo. Word. I'm hoping you guys are, are getting your Foot Clan tattoos too because oh, that's yeah. that's part of the initiation. Uh, I, if we can uh, tattoo a dragon doji onto our foreheads, I'm down. <laughs> Yeah, that won't that won't uh, affect my interviews and stuff later in life. I'll be, I'm sure. No way, dude. They'd be like, "Yo, he's got a dragon doji on his body. We better hire this guy." <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, it's like respect, man. It means respect. Anyone that shows up at Magfest dressed up as a ninja turtle is gonna get the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> <They> <laughs> it's like I show up to, coming. 
show up to an interview uh, and they like kind of like bow a little bit. It's like, nice to meet you. And I just kick them in the face. It's like, never, yeah. never yes. lower your eyes to an interview candidate. <laughs> Sorry. You're hired. You're hired. That was the test. Yes. <laughs> it's like, gotta gotta claim dominance right. So they're like, well, I'm nervous. They might look at this tattoo and think badly of me. It's like you gotta claim that dominance. Get in there and kick them in the face, <laughs> dude. You know, you know what would be the best job ever is uh, all right. So, so if you all right, maniacs out there, if you're having like a job interview and you're feeling kind of nervous about it, hire the Foot Clan. We will come in and like pose as like an interviewee right before you go in and kick the crap out of the interviewer, right? Yeah. Right? And they'd be like, oh my god, what the fuck was that? That was the craziest interview ever. And then you come in and smooth things out and you're like, you know, like you're Mr. Rebound or Mrs. Rebound and you're like, wow, aren't I the greatest dude I ever? Didn't ki- and I didn't kick the crap <laughs> out of you. you. Oh, yeah. I kind of feel like the precedent's already been set for me to be a Foot Clan member because in Ninja Turtles 2, April's camera operator guy was a Foot Clan dude yeah and so i true. you know and i hear i go around with my video camera and, and making videos and stuff that's basically me right there i could do this i could still keep my job and yeah. be a foot clan member right. it's perfect oh man or you could just be a delinquent like danny that's true <laughs> i would love oh, to see oh, where man. danny is now we need to find this out we need to have danny on the show i don't know true i think he's a woman uh, he had a very effeminate. Well, great. Face. Now he's not going to come on the show, Chad. I just said we should have. <laughs> I just said we should have Danny on the show, and, be like, and now he's going to hear this and be like, "Oh, I bet he's a woman. He ain't going to come on now, dude." <laughs> there he is. He'll be coming on and be like, "Hi, everybody." Well, you could make fun of the tie-dye shirt he wore or something, but no, you got to call him a woman, dude. Hey, 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 hey! Wesley Crusher grew up and has a beard now, and he totally looks way better. So maybe Danny grew a beard. So he's, you know, hiding his effeminate features and he's all, you know, manned out. I don't know. I feel well, like, hey, I don't know. At okay. least Danny, at least Danny wasn't claustrophobic. Yeah, see? That's true. I never even looked at mean? a guy before. I didn't even look at a guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like Danny taught us an important lesson, too. Like, I feel like every kid that saw that movie started going through their uh, their parents' wallets looking for $20 bills. <laughs> Yo, exactly. It's like, oh, that's where oh, they hide. shit, I don't got to wait for my allowance. <laughs> I just got to go fucking steal that shit <laughs> yeah uh before i go oh, i also uh you all keep asking about video game court uh continuing so i have a few ideas uh for you oh nice uh not i don't know how serious these are but some that just popped up in my head the fucking serious uh, metal gear solid it's pretty controversial mm. online i love the series but so many people just think it's one long cutscene. um mm. and i think it's one of the first games that kind of did that where it's like almost like a interactive movie in a way where it's like it's a game but there's just all these cutscenes, uh and some people play it and love the story and some people just want to get to the game um so does that sort of gameplay kind of ruin those kind of games uh n- 90s animal mascots with attitude are they uh-huh. original or original characters or harmless fun or are they just lazy ripoffs mm-hmm. uh the mario 2 in the usa the reskin of doki doki panic does that betray the series or is it kind of like family of the series now is it is it kind of canon these days now that they're actually taking characters from those games and including them in later mario games um Mm -hmm. and sonic adventure like when did the franchise finally went 3d is that the turning point for sonic that made it terrible or are the sonic adventure games still good because a lot of people say the games are still good but um you know we all know sonic had a falling off point somewhere um is that exactly Mm -hmm. the point those are those are ones that kind of stood out to me uh, that might be worth discussing and also kind of obscure on the NES, Tiny Toons on the NES, just a blatant Ooh. ripoff of Mario 3. 
<laughs> but it's still a good game. So was that a bad thing? I don't know. Mm, I like that question. All right. I like all those questions. I think it's time we did another video game core. Definitely. Eric. Let's piss off some more nerds. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The all whole right. time you guys so, did the Mario one, I was like, Ugh, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that got a lot of heat. <laughs> yeah, dude. All the nerds brought their neckbeard sauce. To oh, the Chad, just because they didn't like your opinion doesn't – you don't got to, you know, degrade them. Whatever. <laughs> I'm right and everybody else is wrong. That's the Williams no, way. I'm right. You're wrong. That's the real <laughs> Williams way. Oh, I, uh, no way. Anyway, I so. did have uh, a minor thunder dump that has nothing to do with uh, video games and stuff. I just had to – this is the this continuing topic from last week. Remember how I said last week I went – I had to go to the dermatologist to get my moles checked? And, you know, yes. I had some cut, cut off me like 10 years ago. So I went there and, like, you got to just, like, go total naked and point your hands to the to the air. And, mm-hmm. uh, like, then the, the lady checked out my wang for, like, 10 minutes, even though there was no moles okay. on it. But then eventually she said there's there's two that got to come off my back and two that got to come off my stomach. Oh, dude. But my sorry. insurance only covers two at a time. So this Tuesday, I got to get two cut off my back. So I'm going to have stitches for 10 days. And then when they come out, I got to get more in my stomach. Oh, wait. I, you know, I was just going to say, you should let the listeners decide which two go. <laughs> oh, no, the two on my back are going first because they said I got to shave the manly hair off my stomach uh, before they cut it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to hold off on that one. So, you should uh, do that first before the like swimsuit weather comes out, <laughs> so that you you're not like walking around on the beach like or spring break later this month or next month with like a a shaved a shaved belly button area. Mm-hmm. That's true, but I will have scars there now, so I will I'll look manlier that way. Mm. Oh, I'll be awesome. like there you I go. got in a knife fight with a little person, and they just <laughs> just kept poking my belly <laughs> right in the <laughs> stomach. <laughs> Sorry, that was like an obscure Aquabat song reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man, Captain Hampton. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so uh, so they're they're over the next couple weeks. Uh, starting on Tuesday, they're gonna start. Uh, they gotta start fucking chopping little pieces off me. <laughs> so uh, so that that's why I'll, I'll have a running uh, update over the next couple weeks on how that goes. So yeah. Wow. Well, well, I hope everything goes goes well. Like I said, the, it's a it's a weird it's a weird thing when they cut a piece of the skin only off the, the, like I said the 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 reason why it's weird is because you're awake for it. So you mm-hmm. know, so you had to like listen. While they work, <laughs> and and like well you know and like while they're you know, like I said last time like I was bleeding too much so they cauterized and I could li- I could smell myself, cooking, so uh, so we'll see what happens but yeah so on Tuesday gotta get a couple chopped off me so we'll see how that goes. Well enjoy enjoy the chopping so, uh, we, thank you very much for listening everybody we're the Jumpman Podcast so you could check us out every single goddamn week for free. We're on RetroWareTV.com, ElderGeek.com, RageQuitCast.com, iTunes, of course. Uh, We're on Stitcher Radio, and our headquarters is JumpmanPodcast.com. And uh, throw us a note on Facebook, because we're definitely going to do more video game court. I mean, man, Aaron did all the work for us. So uh, (laughs) if you have any ideas as to what games or or what what your opinion on these games should be, uh, let us know on Facebook. And thanks everybody who's been posting there. It's been great. Uh, it's been great talking to you. Yeah, and I am the smartest one when it comes to zombie movies. Uh, at least two people have. Yeah, my back. but now we have to question their judgment. So <laughs> <laughs> never find yourself agreeing with Chad. I'm the winner. And 
<laughs> and Aaron, Aaron what's uh, you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah, so of course, uh, Zach Cooper's Epic Speed Run out online right now, so you can check that out. We're actually going to be at the Louisville Arcade Expo next weekend, um, which is where. Which is what? What day? Uh, God, is it the? It's the second today, so I guess it's like the seventh. I don't know. It's Friday or <laughs> Sunday next weekend. But that was last year is where we actually premiered uh, the movie. Uh, we did the sneak peek at MAGFest in January. Then we did a premiere there, and then we came back next year to do the MAGFest that uh, that year. Uh, but we're going to be there. Uh, really, only anyone in the Midwest will probably <laughs> be relevant for that. Um, but that's coming up. And uh, after that, we've got some other shorts and stuff we're working on. Um, so go check out the movie. Just Google or YouTube Zach Cooper. Find us on Facebook. Uh, it's actual Pixel Brain Productions. You can find our Facebook page that way, or you can go to the Zach Cooper page. We got both of those. Um, and we're actually working on some Resident Evil shorts. We're working on our podcast where we talk about video game movies. Uh, um, we watch them, and then we kind of just review them, joke about them, and talk about how shitty they are, because most of them are shitty. Uh, and But then we do have some good hidden gems every now and then. We haven't released that yet. We're building up a nice catalog of episodes, and then we're, we're going to be releasing that. So That'll be coming up. Some Resident Evil shorts we're working on and some other just like video game related comedy shorts and Let's Plays and reviews that we're doing. So, um, you know, find us on Facebook or YouTube. Yeah. Cool. Pixel Brain Yeah, if you, if you like video games at all, you will enjoy Zach's Epic Speed Run. Trust me on this one. It was, it's awesome. It's got something for everybody in there. True. All right. So thanks, everybody, uh, and uh, we'll see you next week. See ya. Jumpman Engage. Yahoo! I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand, one shall fall. Fatality.